Don't have to be happy about it. <laughs> they're happy they're leaving. <laughs> Are we in good shape? Okay. Hey, just wanted to, um, real quick, um, this Wednesday, we won't have any service here. Um, our brother, Dad Preeman, has gone home to be with Jesus. And uh, we will have his memorial service on Wednesday. Um, it's going to start, um, the viewing will be from 10 to 11, and then the service will start at, at 11. Um, if you could be there, you're all welcome. And, uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good person, good brother in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Love the Lord. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, we're a little sad, as you can imagine, but we know where he is, you know, and uh, he's in much better condition. He's probably feeling sad, more sad for us right now than we are. Amen? Okay. So, God, <laughs> here we are. <clears throat> heavy hearts, some of us extremely heavy hearts. But, Lord... You heal the brokenhearted. Lord, thank you for your word. And thank you, Lord, that we have this blessed hope. Lord, you spoke to us through your word. And Lord, your word is timeless. Your word is eternal. So we know, Lord, that we will see our brother someday. In the meantime, Lord, we pray that you would continue to lead, guide, and direct us. That we may, yes, Father... As you've told us, there is a time to mourn and, and we're going to mourn, but we're also going to um, have some joy and, and have happiness because of the time that we were able to spend together with our brother, your son. And Lord, so, but there's this hope that, that, we're, that, we're, that we're guaranteed and we have this seal, the Holy Spirit, that this, this promise that we have, Lord, that we, were, we will all be together someday. This is not fiction. This is not we hope so. This is not just something to soothe you know, the, the, the possibility that it may or may not be or there's no hereafter. Lord, thank you so much that we can be so hopeful and we can count on that we will all be together with you someday. And Lord, I think someday very soon you're going to split the sky. So Lord, let us not mourn too long, but let us have joy of the Holy Spirit. Let us have peace. And Lord, give us understanding and wisdom this morning as we read your word and study your word and continue to honor and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to be reading, for those of you who are listening online, you could get your Bible or your electronic device. I'm going to be reading from 1 John. Because we're not uh, studying, we've been studying First uh, John on Wednesdays, so I'm going to kind of, some of the folks will be more familiar with some of where we're going, but it should be understandable by all. Amen? Amen. Amen. But we're going to pick up in First John 2, beginning in uh, verse 5. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked, he being Jesus. Amen? All right, I don't want to make, uh, let's, let, let's not have anybody confused right off the bat. So we're commanded to walk like Jesus if you're living in Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 
Verse 7, Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And as is our custom, we'll we'll allow God to, to teach us and we'll start to break this down just a little bit. So you'll see up there on the screen already, we'll begin again to look at this and break it down. Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard. So now look, when I look at this, and and so now some of you may be more advanced than I am. Some of you may be more advanced than I am. Some of you may have already figured all of this out. But here's what I'd like to say to you. When I first look at this, and as we look at it in its totality, at least in the, uh, what we've looked at so far, you know, I have an, a new commandment, no new commandment, old commandment, a new commandment. And uh, what is he saying? What's the new commandment? What's the old commandment? Glad you asked, because we're going to have the Holy Ghost clear that up for us right now. Amen? So he says, look, he says, uh, I write no new commandment to you in verse 7. I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Okay, what is he talking about? What is this old commandment? Well, I'm glad you asked again because he explains that in another epistle. In John's second letter that he wrote to this dear lady, let me read to you. In Second uh, John 5, it says this. I think we have it. Yes, praise the Lord. And I, now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which, was we, which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. So you see what he's saying? Holy Spirit is very clearly telling us what that old commandment is. What is it? Love one another. Hallelujah. We got some people paying attention here this morning. Look out now. All right. So then look at... So, and, and look at what he also says. That which we have had from the beginning. What is he talking about? Is he talking about the Old Testament? Uh, no. Glad you asked again. John 13. This is Jesus speaking. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Does that sound familiar? A new commandment. So Jesus is presenting that as a new commandment. And that's what John is saying. We've had this from the beginning, the beginning of what? The beginning of this church dispensation, the beginning of the New Testament era. We've had this from the beginning. What? That you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So there is what? The old commandment, which Jesus brought forth while he was on earth. He not only, listen, and look at what Jesus says. I'm commanding you, I'm giving you this new commandment to love one another, and then he adds to it. I've demonstrated this to you. I've already showed you what this looked like. As I have loved you, you love one another. Right? I'm going to pause here. I say I'm ruining my own. I'm going to have to preach just a little bit. Because here's what happens. In, this, in our culture and in our society, this word love is thrown around like uh, you know, spring water. 
And I'm going to tell you something. No one really understands. Now, when he's talking about love, he's talking about agape. We know that. He's talking about a commitment. He's talking about an action. He's not talking about a feeling, a warm and fuzzy. He's not talking about eros, an erotic kind of thing. He's not talking about phileo, kind of a familiar love. He's talking about agape. He's saying, and that's who God is. God is, his, in his essence, he is love. Amen? He says it. How do I know that? Because I'm smart. No, because he flat says it. We'll be there and he's going to say it. My brothers and sisters, so he's saying, listen, you know, it's not, it's more than just to say that you've achieved this. It's more than to, to say, I love you. He's saying, as I have loved you, you know what it looks like. I've demonstrated it. And then Jesus, when he said this, he knew also what he would do. What do you mean, Tony? He was also going to give himself up. And John will say it in chapter 4. In this, the love of God was made known to us. God gave his one and only son to die that we might live. In this, the love of God was made known to us. In this, it was absolutely made known. God was made known. He knew, He let you know how valuable you are, how much He loved you. God didn't say, I love you, like we hear from a lot of people, I love you, but then when you need them, they are not there. Now, no, I love you, but, there's no but in what God said. God says, I love you, and then He stretched out His hands and took a blood beaten and showed you how much He loved you. And He showed you how valuable you are to Him. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you live on. It doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't matter what they said to you. It doesn't matter how much money you had or did not have. God values you so very highly that He stretched out His arms. He did not disguise His love for you. Hallelujah. You are highly valued, highly loved. God showed us Love is about action. Love is about doing something. Love isn't just speaking it. Love isn't just ho-hum. Love isn't just, I have this warm and fuzzy for you. Love is, I'm committed to you. I'm going to do something about it. If you have a need, I'm going to make sure. If you're going to moan and cry, I might have to moan and cry with you and pray with you. If there's going to be, I'm going to do whatever it takes to satisfy a need in your life. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Hallelujah. So now let's look at verse 8. And then a new, again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Hallelujah. So now we've already covered what John has, has showed us, what the old commandment was. But now he's saying, now a new commandment I give you. Okay, what is the new commandment? Glad you asked. Let's go back. If we go back uh, to 1 John chapter 1 and 5-7, we begin to look and, and see what this is. This is the message which we have heard from Him, Him, Jesus, and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship, koinonia, with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So let's go back. Let's look at verse 8. Could you throw verse 8 back up there for me, Mary? Thank you. A new commandment I write to you, which thing is true and in Him and, and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light 
Are you seeing the connection now? Are you seeing the connection? Okay, so I'm glad you said. So now let's go back to where we started in 1 John chapter 2, verse 5. This is what he says. But whoever keeps his word, Jesus' word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself to also walk just as he walked. So, so watch. We have two... Jesus very... I mean, it's so plain. You don't even have to be as smart as me to figure this out. I'm so glad a couple of them got that. <laughs> Think about it. What he's saying, what Jesus did, you know, you're going to love, you love one another as I have loved you. So he's showing you, he's not just telling you, he said, do it as I've done it. He showed you how to do it. Now, here, look at what he's saying. That, that, look at, he is in the light. So we walk as he is in the light. We walk in the light as he is in the light. And the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin. Walking in the light is walking in the Word, having this the light of knowledge, the knowledge of His Word. Right? You see that? And then to top it, he, he's already wrote this. He says, uh, John being, a new commandment I write to you. And, and he's saying that we need to be walking in the light just as He is in the light. And if we're walking in the light, there's going to be evidence that we are doing that. But look at what it says. I want to remind you in verse 6. He who abides in him ought to himself also walk just as he walked. So what does walking in the light look like? Jesus. Jesus. That's what it looks like. Okay, Pastor. I mean, it's just been so long. We just hear you know, similar things and blah, blah, blah. You know what? We need to practice these things. See, because I can stand up here or you can go ahead and turn on the TV and you can hear a message which is telling you how great things are going to be and how you're just uh, stones throw away from, um, from having uh, uh, your, your, all your needs met and the, you know, you're going to win the lottery, you're going to win heaven's jackpot or whatever, uh, and just send in your $1,000 or whatever the case may be. I could say all of that stuff and I could tell you, yes, absolutely, positively, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Every one of them. But see, my brothers and sisters, the problem with this is we get to the point where we just we, we forget about walking in Christ Jesus. We forget about what being Christ Jesus really is. And, and so Jesus walked this walk, and so so many times you've heard it from me, I know you've heard it from this pulpit, but we, you know, we, we have the excuse, I can't, I'm not Jesus. I can be, man, listen. He has called us to look like Him, period. He has. And it doesn't matter what we think, how we feel, what we say, or what so-and-so is saying, or what the other so-and-so is saying. It, it doesn't matter, because He's saying something right here, my brothers and sisters. And we can't have it both ways. As human beings, we want to have it both ways. You've heard sayings like, you know, having your cake and eating it too. My brothers and sisters, listen. We want the blessing of God and we want to have uh, the eternal life and we want to have all of that stuff. But when it comes to these scriptures, we don't place as much emphasis and we're not paying quite as much attention to that. Because why? Because it's, it's not in our nature as human beings to walk in the light. First of all, you have to have, listen, you have to be able to perceive the light in order to walk in it. What, what about that scripture that we've been in, the Son of Righteous will rise in your hearts? Isn't it, do, do you remember that? And, 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 look, and, and Jesus said, He's the light of the world, didn't He? I am the light of the world, as long as I'm in the world. Right? 
Okay, so now when he left earth, there was still some knowledge of the word with his disciples and so on and so forth. But when he sent Holy Spirit, that's him, and now you have Holy Spirit in you, and you have the Holy Spirit lead, guiding, and directing you according to the light of Jesus. You had that light shining in you. So we're with, we, we, we don't have excuse. The only excuse I have is, I stink on ice. And sometimes I allow myself Right? So now let's go back to John. 1 John. Verse 9. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preach. Listen. Do you see what this is saying? You can't say that you're in Him and not love your brother or sister. Let's say that. Now again, you could say that, well, I love everybody. No, you, you really don't. You really don't. Because if you did, then there wouldn't be so much fighting and bickering and there wouldn't be black churches, white churches, Asian churches. There wouldn't be that. I'm just, I'm just speaking truth. You wouldn't only gravitate toward those people that you feel comfortable with. You wouldn't go ahead and, get, and associate yourself with a, with a group that doesn't align itself with the Word of God. Front to back, page for page, word for word. I, I can relate. I have better relationship with people that are in this room right now than I have with blood relatives, people that I've known my whole life or that have known me their whole lives. Why? Because the bond that we have is not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. It's eternal. And we have our, our, our true Father, our eternal God, the God who is love, that is common between all of us. And if God is love, which we know He is, and He's living inside of you and me, and He's commanding me to walk in His light, then there is no excuse and there's no reason why I can't have fellowship with you, worship you. You know, I've been hitting real hard on Wednesdays and I don't know if I did it on Sunday, so help me out, some of you. That word koinonia, fellowship, is, is translated from that word koinonia in the Greek. And it's talking about a shared experience. It's talking about doing life together. As I look at what's happening in the churches today, and you've heard me say this before, so please hear my heart. If I see what's happening in the churches today where we, we talk about the love, but it's not shared. It's not, listen, the love that's spoken is not the love demonstrated. We, we may have some uh, uh, phileo love, some familiar love, but we certainly don't have agape love. So uh, there are husbands and wives in the church who don't have agape love. That's why the church divorce rate is the same as it is outside the church. We have no excuse. So my brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but look, let's, let's, look, let's examine ourselves here and let's, let's look at this. I want to repeat, he who says he, has, he is in the light, he's walking in the light, he's walking according to this other command, he's walking according to the command, and he hates his brother. Now that word hate, that's translated from a word that really means to be to per, to persecute, or or not love, or love less. 
to, to be loveless. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm persecuting like in the judicial sense. We So glad we have our brother here this morning, uh, state attorney, and so he could speak to this. Don't persecute me, Charlie. You know, persecuting, listen, this persecution speaks to uh, uh, not loving. It speaks to hostility towards somebody. So so hate doesn't mean like you have to have this just, this 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 fever-pitched kind of passion towards somebody that's just, ah, just so vehement, blah, blah, blah. No. You know what? Have you ever had someone walk into, or you say hello, and someone, yeah, or someone turn their head on you? Come on. Isn't that a hostile act? Is that hostile? Is that, is that, let me ask you that. Is that loving? Of course not. So now when it uses this term, when we see this word hate, you know, we have, we, some of us, because we don't have that, you know, sure enough, this boom, bob, our stomach is not turning over, or just because, but let me tell you something, when you see that one that's giving you a problem, and you just go ahead and you say, oh, that heifer. <laughs> you, listen, it sounds funny, but, is, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Our attitude is less than loving. It's le- Come on, listen, am I, am I the only one that's, that's going to be honest here that has this problem sometimes? Am I walking in the light of the Lord when I have problems with people? You know what, I've been so honest with y'all. Maybe that's why we have so many empty seats. Man, it's, for about six months now, I've been operating so angrily because of what's going on in our culture, in our society, and in the churches. I want to smack somebody. I can hardly pray for Dad pretty now on Wednesday. I'm so aggravated with what's going on at that hospital. My brothers and sisters, I shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't be that way. We're not justified in that. So this message is just as much for me as it is for any of you out there who would be man or woman enough. No, who would be a child of God enough to realize, God, thank you for the correction. I am living less. I am living below what your standard is. And you know what? I don't want to... Oh, God, help me preach. I don't want to just live up to His standard because I want all the gifts and goodies. That's not love. That is not love. Remember also where we were as we studied this. When we began the study. Remember, Jesus is the propitiation for the whole world. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. He knew that not everybody would believe in him. Not everybody would take him up on it. But he still died for everybody in the whole world. That whosoever would. I'm a whosoever. How about y'all? I'm a whosoever. So, 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 now, so now wait a minute. He, di- he poured out his love regardless Regardless, he was able, my brothers and sisters, while, then pe- while those people are beating him beyond recognition, he's able to say, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. Ha! Well, that's Jesus. Walk just as he walked. It's not possible. Oh, really? What about St. Stephen? The first one that was martyred, the first recorded, recorded martyr in the Bible. Don't hold this against them. Don't hold this charge. He's being stoned to death for just preaching the truth. Just for standing on the Word of God. Just for, just for not denying Christ. And he's being stoned to death. And as he's being stoned to death, he's praying to God that he would not hold that act against those people who are killing him. So don't tell me that it can't be done. Only Jesus can do it. There's somebody right there that did it. 
Well, that ain't me. Well, that, that, I'll, I'll, I might be right there with you. But here's the thing. We can't sit there. We can't be satisfied with, with staying there and think we're going to be okay. You've heard a word right now, you see. And now you're responsible for this word. We can't tear that out of the Bible. We can't make believe that it's not there because, see, that's what a lot of people do. They'll go ahead and they'll skip some of those parts. Don't study those parts. And forget those parts and allow themselves to have arts with people. Allow themselves to have a little bit of grudge. And then, that, and then just go ahead and put it up. Well, I don't really hate them. I just, well, you know, you don't really hate them. But as long as you're away from them, you have no problem. But then when you see them and that stomach starts turning over, God is telling you something, my brother and sister, right here, right now. We need to get rid of that, especially if it's a child of the Lord God Almighty. Well, they, I don't know if they're even saved. That's not up to you. Because some people might be saying the same thing about you. When you ask, see, the, we got to look at the scripture. Am I getting too wild here? We got to look at the scripture. What does the scripture say? If you're walking in the light as He is in the light, you're going to have koinonia. You're going to be a, living in a shared life with Him and with your brothers and sisters. Well, I'll associate with some of them, but there's some of them, you know. That's not what it says. If they are a child of the God, of, of the living God, we and we're walking truly walking in the light. Our fellowship is with the Father and with our brothers. In that right, I can't pick and choose. He chose them, and they answered the call. That makes them my brother, my sister, whatever. And it doesn't matter. Stand up, Betty. I have to do this every once in a while just to remind everybody. This is my brother. You see the resemblance? Don't. What are you laughing at? We share the same daddy. And when, listen, and we're part of the same body. So listen, no matter what they're saying on Facebook, no matter what they're saying on the news, no matter what they're saying out there to try to separate us, bring it. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. You can't tell me anything about this man, regardless of the color of the skin, regardless that he's way too tall for his own good, regardless of all that, you can't tell me anything about this man. You know why? Because I know this man. He's my brother. We've walked together for a long time now. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm not even going to talk about this other one in the front row. She's your sister, Tony? Yeah. I better be. I better be. Even though I'm darker than she is. Yeah, she's. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, my brothers and sisters, listen. We we could we could have fun and we could you know what it's 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 okay to laugh and, and have a good time in Christ. Share the word of God. We we can have a good time. We can sing songs, we can worship, and we can be glad and have fellowship, have koinonia, share life with one another, and be happy about it, even when they're burning everything around us in the middle of it, we know you can even burn me, but you ain't gonna kill me. When I leave this body, I've got a home waiting for me in heaven. Pretty soon and very soon, I'm going to see my king. Soon and very soon, he's going to split the sky. And he's going to say, Tony, come up hither. And I'm going to say, here I am, Lord. Hallelujah. And I know there's going to be a bunch of my brothers and my sisters from all over this globe. We're all going to be 
caught up together. And I'm going to see Dad pretty man. And he's going to be, I'm going to join. He's going to be beating me up there. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Why in the world would I settle for anything less? Why would I go ahead and give myself permission for not abiding in Him? Why would I give myself permission to listen to what those folks are saying out there about how I should feel about you or how you should feel about me, how, I, how guilty I am about this or about that? The only one, the only one who gets to pronounce guilt over me is Him. Hallelujah. He is the just one, the only righteous one, the only one that holds my future in His hands. He's the one. Who am I going to listen to? Not you, not them. I'm listening to Him. Hallelujah. So what happens? So we're, what, what, what's, what's wrong with us? Well, I mean, I could, I could write a list. No. What's wrong with us? Very, I'm glad, again, I'm, I'm so glad you're asking these questions today so I get to go ahead and continue to minister. And that is found in James chapter 4, verse 1. Here's what it says. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasures that war in your members? When he says war in your members, what does he talk about? Members of the church? Members of uh, my, my, uh, my local Rotary Club? talking about my body talking about my own body you lust and do not have you murder and covet and cannot obtain you fight in war yet you do not have because you don't ask see me that's all I got to do is ask yes but remember if you're reading all of the scripture it says that when you ask in his name when you're asking in his name it's not just a question I'm going to use this magic snake charm oil and I'm going to say that five letter word Jesus and everything gets it's like waving the magic wand no you have to understand that there's power in that name and the only reason why there's power in the name is because of the life that he led and the only reason why I have power that is accessible in that name is because I'm living in that life that he lived Come, come on now. Light. Praise the Lord. That's right. I'm, I'm abiding in that light. I'm walking in that light. A- amen? Now I get to ask. And I'm asking in His name. But now my brothers and sisters, when I'm asking, and, 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 or I'm, I'm really, I'm looking at what other people have. I say, man, that's not fair. That's not right. I want some of that. I've been put upon. People don't like short Italians. Or whatever. Whatever the case may be. Whatever. Oh, I didn't have this thing. I didn't have that thing. They were, that wasn't fair here. It wasn't fair there. So, but, but we still, we see these things and we have these lustful desires. You know, the, the Bible is, is, is very specific. What God, Adam and Eve, thrown out of the garden is the same way that the enemy of our soul operates the same way today. He appeals to the, the, the lust of our own flesh. Those desires that we have according to our natural man. Yes. Right? I want to have the bigger this. I want to have more of that. Especially when I see somebody else has it. Right? Come on, why do you get quiet when I say something like that? Is everybody like that? Yeah, to a degree. I'll bet you you are. Well, you don't know, Pastor. I I don't have much and I'm happy. Okay. Okay. I'll guarantee you that if all of that or any of that was taken away from you or asked you or asked to give that up, you'd have a problem with it. 
I'll guarantee you if there was an opportunity presented to you to, make, to get more, you'd think about it. Now, I'm not saying my brothers and sisters and my young sisters and brothers here that that in and of itself is wrong. It's wrong if that's, how, if that's what's guiding your life. Right? You've got to be walking in the light. And my brothers and sisters, what happens is the enemy of our soul, he's doing a good job keeping us blinded. How does he blind us? He puts the bling in front of us. He puts the bling in front of us and that takes our eye off the true prize and his name is Jesus. Right? Leaving those things that are behind and looking ahead, I press on, right? Are we pressing forward with our eye fixed on Jesus? Or are we looking, admiring what we're seeing down here and thinking, man, if I just had one more of them. Man, if I just could get that next fill in the blank. Right? Now, then what happens is someone else has it and then all of a sudden we might, might get a little resentful toward that person. And they have it because of, you know, they, they cheated somebody. That's what they're trying to use against us now in the press, the tax code, everything. Name it. They're trying to go ahead and keep us fighting amongst each other so that, you know, we stay divided and we still have these, these little wars and these skirmishes. We, we, they keep strife between us so that we don't organize so that we don't touch and agree. And instead of me touching with my brother and agreeing, you know what? God bless him. God, fill his heart. God, wisdom. Give us wisdom. Lord, help us to know what it is your will and help us to execute it, Father. We want to do your will in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So, 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 no, but instead, we're going to look and we're going to pick and we're going to be upset with somebody because they have and because the press and everybody else is trying to turn all of us against each other. We're going to believe what they're saying and then we're going to... Man, you've heard me say this before. We're blinded. And, and, and it's like I told you, before I got these contacts, I got, some, I got some new contacts one time and I was out on the golf course. It was early in the morning. And, you know, I'm, I'm driving the course and it was kind of the sun was just coming up and I'm looking down a fairway, and I see down in the distance on the fairway, it looks like there's not supposed to be anybody out there. And so I see, we're, we're doing work, we got stuff to be doing, and I see somebody down there. And I'm looking and saying, what in the heck? So I'm starting to get aggravated, I'm starting to get mad now. They ain't supposed to be down there. What the heck? That golf shop, they probably let somebody go out in front of us. Not like that had happened before, huh, Steve? <laughs> that guy, they probably, oh, oh man, I'm, so now I'm start, it's starting to well up in me. I'm, hey, I'm fixing to go get somebody, chase them off, and I'm going to go tell them what for. I'm, it's, uh, I'm ready to go! Well, as I got a little closer and my eyes focused, it was a couple of trees. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and laugh at me, y'all. It's going to happen to you too. It's, sooner or later, it's going to happen to you too. Sooner or later. But what's my point? Listen, what's my point? Well, you, your point is you just can't see. You're blind. No. My point is, my brothers and sisters, it started to well up on me based on something that wasn't even real. Nine times out of ten, you're getting mad at somebody and you don't even know what's true. Because there are also those people that the enemy of your soul is using or they just have it in them to keep it stirred up. I worked with a man one time and he took pride in the fact that I like stirring it up. Stay away from me. But there are people that do that. So that's why tail-bearing is huge as it relates to the, the, the just tearing the body apart. Don't be a tail-bearer in this church. 
Don't be a tailbearer in the body of Christ. Don't be, yeah. Well, if, listen, if someone starts a sentence with this, hey, can you, uh, if I tell you this, will you promise not to say? That's your first signal that they're about to say something that you don't want to hear. Well, I got to hear because maybe I could pray for him, Pat, and I can, oh, shut up. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. My brothers and sisters, listen, where do wars and fights come from among you? They do not come from the desires for pleasure that war in your own members. Our own flesh. And the enemy is using those things to keep us blinded, to keep us aggravated. Or, listen, maybe, maybe you're not like me. You know, you don't get, it, don't get your blood up. See, I, maybe you're not Italian. Me and, Ta- me and Charlie might be the only Italians in here. Now, we're, maybe you don't get your blood up. Maybe, maybe something else. Maybe you just give up. Because that's just as bad. Well, I'm not even... You know what? That's, that, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to... Watch. I'm just going to sit in my little pity party because nobody loves me and you know, God is blessing everybody else. I'm not mad at them and you know, all this other stuff. But I don't understand why I can't get it. Because you haven't asked. You haven't asked. You know, and I, I didn't plan this, but the, you know what the rest of the verse says? You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask, you don't receive because you're asking amiss. Why? Because you're asking according to your pleasures and your lusts. You're not asking for the right things. Why? Because you're still blinded. So now, and that happens a lot in churches, my brothers and sisters. Come down to the altar. We're going to pray this magic prayer and everything is going to be okay. And then what happens is you leave the altar. It doesn't happen. So you start to lose faith. It doesn't work. Tony doesn't be talking about. Don't look at me like that because some of you have already said that. Or you've had the experience. It ain't working. Now, maybe you didn't utter the words, but you thought it in your heart. Man, why do I do this? It's not working. Am I the only one that has had that experience? I'm telling you, it could be something, my brothers and sisters, as simple as you're asking for the wrong thing because you're, you're a little bit blinded right now. And it might not be, well, I want... Gold said, I don't want much, Pastor Tony. It's not this, it's not that. But my brothers and sisters, young brothers, young sisters, it could be that you're asking because it's an emotional thing. You know, and, and so many times when we're young and we're, you know, we're in those years and, and there's so much of us is poured into relationships. And I'm not talking about just, you know, romantic relationships, quote unquote. I'm talking about just relationships with friends. Just, just having peers that we can count on. Just having peers that we can, you know, pal around with and having good friends. And then all of a sudden, my brothers and sisters, something happens. And because, you know, you feel like if I'm not this way or that way, you know, this, is not, this person's not going to be a friend to me. So I have to go ahead and modify my behavior a little bit. Why? Because this person will appreciate me more or like me more. Or I'll be accepted more. Are you with me? So we start to modify our behavior, all because of an emotional need, not necessarily a physical need, but because of an emotional need, because of, an emo- because of a feeling. And so that's the same thing. We're fulfilling the lust of a flesh, right? So we can't let those things blind us, not even our own emotions. We can't let them blind us. We have to see clearly. We have to walk in the light, right? And, and that's the thing. God illuminates everything. God doesn't keep things a secret from us. And God doesn't want us to, hey, okay, go ahead and pick a curtain. Anybody remember that one? Oh, Monty, pick a curtain. And let's see what you get. No, God is plainly saying it. Here's what I have for you. And this is the direction that you have to go to get it. Are you with me? 
Okay. My brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm just telling you for, for certain. For certain. He loves you. And He's not keeping anything hidden from you. If you're not receiving from God, it's because you're either asking for the wrong thing. Right? And if you're asking for the wrong thing, you're probably not walking in the light. You're walking according to your own flesh. You're not walking in the light of Jesus Christ. Right? You're not abiding and walking in Him. Right? Or it might be something just very, very... I want, this, this might be for somebody specific now. Because this just popped it on me. And it might be just something as simple as the timing isn't right. See, God didn't say no, but the, the, but, the, but the answer to the prayer might be wait. Yes. Yes. Now, if you're like Tony, you don't like waiting. And, and, that, and that's what... See, but that's where the faith comes in. That's where God and you are walking in koinonia. That's where that koinonia, that fellowship with God and with each other is so important. Because even though you may not be getting exactly what you want when you want it, you know that God has heard you, and when the time is right, God will bless you. But you st- you at- all you have to do is continue to do your part. What's your part? Fellowship with God. Fellowship with each other. And if, we're truly, if our fellowship is with God, then it's going to show this way. We're going to be in love with each other. And you know what's going to happen? People are going to say, I don't know what's going on over there at that church. There's all kind of different shapes, sizes, colors, and ages, but they just love each other. It'll be evident. We won't have to say, you know, I love that guy. Yeah, well, I can tell you do. We don't have to say it because it's in action. It'll be seen. Isn't that right? All right. I'm done. I'm done. How about you? Are you finished right now? Right now, with what God has laid on your heart, are you finished? God, (laughs) I want you to help us. But it doesn't really matter what I want. What matters is what your truth is, what your word says. And Lord, you said you do want to help us. That's why you sent Holy Spirit. So Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that everybody under the sound of my voice who has heard you today and who has opened their hearts to you today. Father, that they would receive light, more light. Father, grace, that we may walk according to this new light that you've imparted to us. Lord, many of us in this room and maybe listening on the internet, Father, we've prayed long and hard about a lot of things and we haven't seen it yet. So Lord, in this process... If we've doubted, I pray that you forgive us for our doubt. That's our weakness, Lord. And so we're coming to you, Lord, and we're asking for for you to strengthen our faith. Father, for you to bless us. Father, for you to pour your grace out upon us. Lord, we're not going to anybody else. Lord, we're not asking anybody else. Father, we're not going to complain to anybody else. We're not going to keep making uh, light of it or, or, or just... Father, absolutely, positively, just, just really, Lord, just, just sulking about it and being melancholy about it. Father, no more. Father, we give it to you today. Whatever it is, Father, we give it to you today. And we pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us by your Holy Spirit, that we may walk according to your light, your truth, and we may realize 
everything that you've promised us, everything that you have for us, according to your great will, according to the purpose and plan that you called each and every one of us as individuals to. Father, that's what we want. We want your will to be done in our lives. Amen? Amen. I thank you. Praise team, come on. We're going to sing a song. I think we're going to sing that song. That I, I, I just... Dad Prettyman, one of Dad Prettyman's uh, favorite songs. Yeah, just to honor him, okay? In the meantime... While this song is being played, if you still have, if you're not done with God, He's definitely not done with you. Sing the song, praise and worship Him, but pray to Him. If you haven't, listen. Here's one thing that I left out. I'm sorry, team. Just give me a minute. Here's one thing that I left out. The re- this this might be like another language to you. You may not be able to understand or realize some of this because you really never went to the foot of the cross whether you're in this room or whether you're listening, it might be where you prayed a prayer because you were instructed to pray this prayer, but did you really go to the foot of the cross and did you really repent? Because that's what's demanded of us. Not just that we get uh, the burden lifted off of us. We got this guilt of sin. We, We see Jesus. We see His Word. And so we have this guilt and shame, and we just go ahead and we unload at the foot of the cross, and wow, I feel better. Did that happen to me? Yes, it absolutely did. But I had to come to understand it's more than just unloading. What Jesus demands is repentance. I'm unloading, but it's unloading because I know I need to change. It's not enough for me to go ahead and unload and then go ahead and and reload, and then go back and unload. And then go back and look, my brothers and sisters, it's repentance. It's about repentance. It's about realizing what he did for us on that cross. He didn't just go ahead and die for the sins that we would commit and keep committing. He died so that we would no longer have to sin. He died so that we would be no longer in bondage to this flesh. Amen? That we can live a spiritual life. That we could walk and abide in the light. Amen? Amen. So if that's you and you're not sure, you can be sure before you walk away from this place today. Because I'll guarantee you, if you think that's you and you come and speak with me, we're going to do more than just say recite a little prayer together. God will get down to business with you if you want to get down to business with God. And if you're listening and you're not here, God could still get down to business with you. Wherever you are, all you need to do is just ask Jesus to be the Lord. You're sorry for your sins. You're sorry for your sins. I just don't want to unload them, Lord. I want to change. I want to change. I realize, Lord Jesus, that you've died for me, not just to take the sin away, but so that I could be totally freed from sin and I don't have, I'm not tied to it. I don't have to live a sinful lifestyle anymore. So help me, Lord Jesus. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to call the shots and not my own flesh or my own mind anymore. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's sing this song to Jesus.